This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Traitor to myself, I be I'm pushing the limits, I'm testing my luck Good afternoon. It's 3pm just gone, Saturday afternoon. I remember the days when you used to sit down in front of the World of Sport or Grandstand and watch the results come in. Oh, how times have changed. But we're going to go back a little bit and uh, we've got a Leicester Till I Die special on. I'm back along with um, Brad and Craig, my uh, Tuesday chum and my post-match buddy. And uh, we're going to go back and have a look at uh, our first matches. What got us into Leicester? How did we get into Leicester? What game did we go and see? What was it? Who were we with? What was the result? And um, I think this is about the fourth show this week I've actually done. I've, I'm, I've come back more times than the Terminator. So, um, <laughs> But uh, let's bring my colleagues in and first of all say a good afternoon to them. Oh, and don't forget, um, I should point out uh, on Facebook... 
feel free. We want to hear your comments. We want to know when your matches are. I've got a few to read out from a page on uh, the, our website, lestertillidie.com. We've got a full page of first matches on there. Uh, and if you want to, Brad did post the link uh, on the Facebook, on a Facebook thread that you can click on and we can actually get you into the studio live for a minute and you can you can um, make a change from looking at us ugly ones, bring yourself onto screen. Uh, but let us know anyway your first games this is what it's all about um and a good afternoon first of all to matthew uh, afternoon all nice to have you along matthew uh so first of all let's say hello to brad how you doing brad hi chris yeah i'm doing fine as usual it's yeah. uh it's better than the weather <laughs> and nice to see you got the uh, retro shirt on as well uh, yeah i've got a I've drawer got to be honest full of leather shirts <laughs> Mine is, and I tried three on before I actually got one that still fitted me. <laughs> I thought, right, <laughs> we're looking back, and if anybody's lost any pounds, you know, I think I found them for you. Um, <laughs> this was the third one I tried on that didn't make me look like Pamela Anderson. But um, <laughs> Might get somebody that way. <laughs> yeah, probably get mum. It'd be a different sort of video if it was Pamela Anderson, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> Somebody who's more Brad Pitt than Pamela Anderson. Let's get my uh, Tuesday chum in and say good afternoon, Brad <laughs> Craig. Hi, <laughs> right, Chris. How you doing? You all right, Brad? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks. Yeah, yeah right. we're, we're good. I, I, never thought, I never thought I'd be sharing any screen time with Pamela Anderson, but so it's, uh, it's, a, it's a big day for me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've not seen you you say you've not seen youtube recently then have you i'll, I'll send you the link mate i'll send you the link Cheers, mate. <laughs> that was a night you forgot you night you forgot now as you can see we've got um uh we're, we're not exactly spring chickens here we are sort of uh, the more mature well i certainly am uh generation so let's start what i'm going to do is i'm just going to take um Craig and uh, Brad out for one second. Well, I'll start with what my first game was, and uh, I'm going to go right back to 1981. Because growing up, I never had a family that was into football. I never had friends that were into football. So I never really got to go to any games as a youngster. My dad was more sort of wrestling in the days of Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks. But on the 11th of February 1981, we had a night game, a friendly against 13-time Yugoslav First Division champions Red Star Belgrade. They had actually just beaten Nottingham Forest, who I think at the time were actually European champions. And um, they came with a bit, they said, Red Star turned up with that big reputation that they had. And we were being managed by Jock Wallace. We were a young side. And uh, and it just taken us from the, uh, just won us the second division title, but we managed to actually go out and beat them three nil. <laughs> I mean, nothing changes with Leicester. We still don't do what we expect. You know, we uh, we 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 do well against the good teams, bad against the uh, not so good teams. But yeah, we beat them three nil. And for those of you that may remember. Um, we um we, we got a hat trick from jim melrose and uh, there's a blast from the past uh and we won three nil and i can remember a, a, a guy pulling over in the car on my way home as i was walking home and the guy said hey mate what was the score and i said we won three nil and he went, yeah piss off mate you're lying and drove off so yeah, <laughs> that's what it was but 
that's what got me hooked. Um, Matthew's just making a comment here. Uh, I believe we never won in that green shirt. Well, you probably know better than me, Matthew. Um, I, I don't remember. It's just it's just a bit different. You know, the second shirts, they're always fashion. I don't know whether we meant to win in them or whatever, but they're, they're always fashion. Right, shall we go then to uh, Brad now and say hello again, Brad? Hello again. So my first game was against the mighty Red Star Belgrade. You're going to tell me now yours was a wet, windy day against Yeovil. No, no, it certainly wasn't. It, it's not in the 80s. I'm too young for that one. You know, speak for yourself when you say old ones. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, my, my game has got more of an attachment to it because I'm going to go with the first one I remember going because I've been told that I've been to other games when I was younger. But the one I remember going to, my, my granddad took me, and I remember it well. It was a, it was a certain game. I'll see if the comments can guess before I say it. There was a hat-trick involved in it, and Leicester were unbeaten at the time. They'd just come back to the Premiership after after a dramatic playoff win. Uh, and there was a, a few argy-bargy moments in that game. And I remember it well because my, my, my granddad... My, my mates all supported whoever was top of the league. It was one of them. And, you know, as kids are, and, and we all were like that at some point. And my granddad, my mum decided that if I was going to support anyone, it was going to be my local team, Leicester. And my granddad, who suffers of MS, so any of you that know anyone suffers like, you know, what that disease does to you. Uh, and he was determined to take me to my first game. And if you haven't guessed already, the game was the classic three-all draw with Arsenal. And I remember being excited, but not knowing too much about football at that point, which would be hard to believe with the amount of times I get called Stato from my mates from all I know. And he sat me down before kickoff and, you know, he pointed a few things out. I knew which team we were. I knew what colour we were. And he goes, you know, I remember him sitting me down and saying, all right, now, Brad, this team they're playing called Arsenal, which I laughed at because I'm a child at that point. I laughed at the word arse being said. Uh, he said, they're a very good team. Don't think because Leicester might lose tonight because they're playing a very very good team and Leicester are new to this league that they're not a good team because they've done really well up until this point so don't be sad if we lose tonight just enjoy the game and I remember turning around at one point and I don't know if it was at half time I think Heskey had, uh, no it was in, it was in the first half and it was 2-0 to Arsenal and I turned around to my granddad and said you're not disappointed are you and I went no, because the, the Leicester, the blue team, yeah. And he went, yeah, they're really trying against this side. And I remember Heskey scored to make it 2-1. And I turned around to my granddad and went, we might do this. This is looking good. And then Elliot got the equaliser for 2-all. And then I will never forget it. And it, one of the best goals I ever remember, was, and it was the first game I ever remember seeing, was Bergkamp when he flicked it over Elliot and then just side-footed it into that top corner at 3-2. And I, I remember feeling originally, obviously, a little bit disappointed because, you know, we'd lost the game. It's 3-2. It's, it's the 90th minute. I, I still wasn't sure in this injury time or all this thing. I just saw the big screen had 9-0 and that was it. The game was going to end. And I was I was happy. I was like, wow, this team never gives up. I really like this team. I don't know how good we're supposed to be. And then in that last minute when Arwen... Oh, Walsh headed it back across goal and prior. Oh, I still get chills watching the video highlights. I still have it on VHS. My granddad's kept the VHS of it. And I just remember, corner came in, the header, 
the header and then you heard the commentator on the VHS before Walsh connects with it going yes and I just remember feeling the whole stadium shake and that was it I was in love with the club after that came because I just saw a team that lives by our name ironically in their own they never die and it was just brilliant it was a fantastic game I couldn't have picked one better than myself to experience or at least remember I mean it, it was like you say, an an amazing game, and um, I, I've been trying to get hold of Steve uh, Steve Walsh. I would, I'd love to know if he would have actually flattened uh, uh, Ian Wright yeah, at the I end of that know. game because he, he went for him. And I, I was actually in a, a, a and um, Craig will, will remember this. I was actually in an um, LCFC chat uh, with Jerry Taggart, uh, Matt Elliott, and it should have been Steve Walsh. And that was my question that I put forward that had got me in. But then Walsh, unfortunately, wasn't well uh, and he couldn't come in. But Matt did say that, yes, knowing Steve as he did, he, he would have flattened him, you know. But, he would have uh, gone through him. He steamrolled him. Ian Wright's only a little bloke and he was backing off. I was still, I tell you what, that VHS makes it clear as day. There's only going to be one winner if they come to blows. That's our boy, Steve. <laughs> It was a yeah. I mean, I don't say I don't blame you. What a first game to go to! What a first game to go to! But um, let's see what um, Craig is. So let's bring um, let's bring Craig in now. Um, I'm sure these are probably going to be a black and white game. But uh, <laughs> sorry, Craig. <laughs> what was to be honest? What was your first? To, to be honest, Chris, I'm I'm surprised because my first game. Um, if I remember rightly, is before yours. And uh, right. although I do remember, obviously, I remember Brad's game very, very well. One of the best games mm -hmm. ever down at uh, down at Filbert Street. Mine was at well. uh, at Filbert Street, and um, I. It, it's funny because doing the research uh, for this to just check back when it was, I thought it was earlier than it actually was. Um, I remember I didn't have anybody in, in my family um, who uh, who liked uh, who, who wanted to go down to the football. Um, my dad uh, wasn't really into football, although he seemed to play away a lot. But I, I don't know, maybe that's <laughs> something else. Um, but uh, he, uh, so I think my uncle, if I remember rightly, my uncle, my my late, sadly late day uh, uncle David took me. And I remember being basically on the back row of the old double decker. And it was, uh, let me just check the date. It was the 21st of December, 1979. So we're back in another decade. Um, and it was at home to Cardiff City. And you can imagine that after this game, I was, uh, I was hooked um, because it finished nil-nil. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing else I can remember about that game other than being at the back of the double decker and the fact that uh, it was the first time I'd ever been down to Filbert Street. I, as yeah. a kid, I think as a lot of kids were, uh, you know, before that, if you didn't, if you weren't taken down to the game, then you tended to just see what was on TV. And we weren't a huge team at, at the time, so we weren't on TV very much. So I think I switched my allegiance. Um, Pretty much every year, depending on who was doing well or maybe sometimes who won the FA Cup. So I think I was a Sunderland fan for a year uh, when they beat uh, Leeds in the FA Cup final. Like Southampton, all of these. So I switched around. I never really found a team until I was taken down uh, uh, to Leicester uh, for that game. I think there was a little gap afterwards. But then the following season, probably the first game I properly remember, 
I actually managed to get a job uh, at the ground. And in those days, the away fans were in the old East stand, uh, in the in the, the very low, small, one-tier East stand. And I actually worked for a season in the kiosk, um, serving them their uh, beverages and uh, half-time snacks uh, in the away fans, which, as you can imagine, uh, in the late 70s, uh, early 80s as it was then, I think it was 1980, the season that I worked there, um, was interesting shall we say, uh, particularly depending on how the result went. But I remember one particular game uh, there was the when we beat Liverpool 2-0 and uh, Andy Peake scored from, looking back, I think it must have been from his own six-yard box. It seemed that far out, but uh, it was probably about 20 yards. But he banged it into the top corner and we won 2-0. And uh, So that's probably the first one I really remember. Um but that's, I was actually working at the ground then. And uh, and then once I, I gave that job up, um, I was a regular. Uh, and uh, I usually spine cop pen three was my um, my spot um, for, I, for all I, subsequent. I wasn't, I wasn't there, but I remember that Liverpool game and, and Andy Peake. And uh, I, we were one of the... Because he scored at the end where all the executive boxes were. And at the time, I think we were one of the if not the only ground that had those sort of boxes at, at, at the ground. And it was the first time, um, I think that season, we did the double over Liverpool. And it was the first time yeah. I think anybody had beaten Liverpool at their place for maybe three seasons, something ridiculous like that, the first, or two seasons. The first team to do the double over them for three or four seasons. And we got relegated. But but it was it was good times, good times. I remember Andy Peak. I remember Andy Peak well. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I looked at. I, I managed to find the team that played in that game, um, the the Cardiff game. Um, see see what you think to this lineup. Um, Chris and, and the older people will remember a few of these names. So there was Mark Wallington in goal. Oh, it used to so look. He had uh, the bald head, didn't he? he? Was going bald at the back, and we used to. Oh, you, yeah, you, he was going bald. Total over Brad's head here. I think he was going bald from the oh, age yeah, of about fourteen. My <laughs> one so um, The centre halves were John O'Neill and Larry May. Um, wow. Uh, Tommy Williams and Dennis Rofe. The midfield wow. was Bobby Smith, uh, Rob yeah. Kelly, and Andy Peak. And up front we had. Martin Henderson, uh, mm. Alan Young, and uh, a young Gary Lineker. Wow, that was the that was the lineup on the day. The, those are the days, I'll tell you. I'm mm. honestly doing this as realised. I am such an old git. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> we, we You've have, only just yeah, I've been I've been in denial. I've been in denial for so long. I've uh, I, I'm like a vampire. I don't have any mirrors in my house, you know. But um, we we do a thing on um, on Leicester till I die, and um, Mark Chawner, who's uh, one of our regular contributors, uh, helped me out with it. And uh, one of the pages is a foot in both camps, and it's yeah. players that have played for Leicester and played for other teams. And it I realise how many of these older and even some black and white pictures of people i remember you know <laughs> but um yeah it uh, it goes back I and mean, let's just have a look i'm just going to have a look now and uh, and read a few out that have been uh, that have been sent in so let me just um 
try and bring the, the get these up here. So uh, David Green, his was the same first match as me, uh, which was the three 0 Red Star Belgrade one. Uh, Eric Wade Leicester versus Leeds on an Easter Tuesday. It was a nil nil. Um, bit like yours there, Craig. Yeah, we, we, we still stick at them. Uh, Watford away was Jared Boland, January 1970, lost 2-1. Uh, Matthew Gregory was Leicester versus Middlesbrough, Boxing Day. Which, and he's not sure, 77-78 ish at Philbert Street again, a nil-nil draw. Uh, a lot of these nil-nils coming up, or was that maybe just Leicester at the time? Uh, and Timson, uh, first league match was 73-74 against Arsenal. We'd lost 1-0. Uh, and Margaret, my first game would have been about 57-58. So I think that's probably the furthest back. Don't know who was playing, but I think Johnny Anderson was the goalkeeper. <laughs> Not surprised you don't remember. <laughs> it's a long time ago. And uh, uh, Alan Helmsley, uh, 1963, Man United at home, 1-4-3. Had to climb on the toilet wall at the back of the cop, Filbert Street, and crawled along the sanction above the crowd on my belly to get a decent view. Uh, pooing myself above the crowd below, but what a game. Um, so, yeah, that, that's uh, quite a few. And uh, it's amazing how, you know, there's a few like you, okay, there, nil nils, um, and you, you still stick with the club, don't we? That's it, I think. Uh... Uh, you know, when you when you're actually taken to a game, I think that's the thing. If you're if you haven't had that allegiance sort of drummed into you by a parent or a, an uncle or whatever at the time, then I think you're more susceptible to being uh, lured in by t being taken to a first live game. Uh, and as I say, because I, I didn't live in a household with uh, with a uh, football allegiance, that was it. They were my team, and I knew that I could go down um, if I could say my pocket money and uh, I, I could go down and uh, and see them play so from that point there was never never any turning back that, that Leicester was my team and um, they've rewarded me pretty well down the years yeah I mean Brad coming back to your game which was the Arsenal one I mean I'm impressed that you went there and you didn't come back supporting Arsenal because <laughs> they we, we we had the fighting spirit and that was something we always had under O'Neill, win, lose, draw. The players, you know, gave blood out on that pitch for him. But Arsenal, I mean, like you say, that um that sublime clip clip, uh, clip of Bergkamp's over um over Matt Elliott, even even he will admit you know he was he was done by him. It it was sublime. They were a lovely team to watch, and I'm I'm impressed that you didn't come out actually going, do you know what? I like the team in red and white. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 when I think back to it now, I kind of realised that through most of my adult life, I've always kind of admired the story of the underdog. Um, some of my favourite movies, uh, a, a classic one to give is, I know it's a bit of a comedy, but obviously it's based on a true story, is, is Cool Runnings. It's the underdogs. Mm -hmm. And I've always admired a movie like that. And I think that's what drew me in. And it was... With, with my family, I've got my mum who supports Coventry. My dad's a Wolves fan who, you know, wanted me to support Wolves growing up. And, you know, and my uncle's an Ipswich fan. But they were all born and raised in the areas that they were at the time, you know, where their clubs were yeah. based. And my dad really wanted me to go to Wolves. So I nearly supported a really awful team. Um, mm. But my mum was insistent, look, he doesn't have to follow football. But if he does, he's going to see his local team play. And I think what helped the situation is I kind of 
listen to my granddad tell me that Leicester might not win this game. They're not the favourites. Arsenal are the good side. Leicester, yeah. uh, you know, and I didn't know until obviously I was a bit older and I had the VHS and watch it back. But we were actually undefeated. We actually did a, a typical Leicester. We drew that game and then lost to Sheffield Wednesday, mm. which ended our undefeated run to the start of the Premiership. And I think that's just what coloured me. And sometimes when, you, when you're given the choice and the freedom as a child mm. to go, look, that is your local team. But if you mm. want to support the team that we're playing against, that's up to you. And you see the effort. And, and that's what drew me in. That's what yeah. it was. It really was that it was a team that wasn't supposed to win. I was expecting to go home and go, oh, we lost 3-0. They're rubbish. Mm. I think that Arsenal are better. And because even if they lost 3-2 or 2-1, I, I just remember turning around in, 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 you know, in a little child's face like, what is going on? What's going on, Grandad? They're not yeah. stopping. They're losing, but they're not stopping. He goes, that's because they want to keep trying. Yeah. And they've always been like that to me. And, and, you know, and there's some teams, when I see the cup matches, I love watching them matches, mm. even even when we're the team that gets the upset put against them. I love yeah. watching them games because I'm like, go on, please. It's so nice. And as a kid, it's one of the best feelings. As a football I, fan, I take on board general. totally what you're saying about supporting your local team. I mean, uh, I, I I left Leicester when I was 21. By the time I was having my children, I was in Sconce and I was 25 years living in Burnley. And when I had my firstborn, and I uh, I wanted it, you know, it could have been a girl, it could have been a boy. It was they were going to be into football. They were going to come to the football with me. And we lived in Burnley at the time. And it was the Burnley under the um, management of Chris Waddle when they were more commonly known as Burnley Nil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they were the most boring games. And I said to my lads, I said, you know, I mean, he's you no know, Sean's 25 now, so it was sort of 20 odd years ago. And I said, look, you support Leicester because your dad supports Leicester. You support Burnley, and I will accept you supporting Burnley because that's your your local team but you're not supporting liverpool man united chelsea just because they're on tv all the time so but thankfully he's got a brain and he's he supported the the, the the proper team but uh matthew's just mentioned here um just bring the comment on filbert street mid 90s against wimbledon well i think we won 2-1 although a lot of that decade <laughs> a bit of a blur yeah let's not go into that a eh, matthew but uh, uh is against wimbledon that could have been a way it's uh, at their ground because i remember guppy scoring 2-1 unless there was a, a winner at leicester i think we played them in the league cup in the mid 90s didn't we i know we, we beat we, them at yeah we, we beat them a um, Simon Grayson goal in the League Cup. It was the second leg, and I think we went through yeah, on away goals. goals then. Yes, yeah. we drew 0-0 at, at our place. I think that was goal. the first year, was it not? Will you remember, Craig, was that the first year we won the World Well, not the first time we won the League Cup, but the first time under the O'Neill. It was, I can guarantee that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sounds familiar to me. I mean, we, we, had, we had a great record in the League Cup during those years. Um, yes. I don't remember the first time we, uh, yeah, that was just slightly before my time, Chris, the first one we won. <laughs> I think it was the last two-legged final, wasn't it, that we won? Uh, I think it was. I think it could well have been, yes. Yeah, you see, you do remember. You do remember. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, good afternoon to Larry Woodward, uh, I think a first-time viewer. Thanks for joining us, Larry. You're most welcome. Uh, April the 22nd, 67, home versus Sheffield United. Uh, Bister Boys, end of the season, day trip. 
parents couldn't afford it, so I sneaked onto the bus. Well, hey, those are the days when you could and you could sneak into the ground. You could be a Bentley boy and watching it from uh, from the roof and what have you. Um, I hope your parents don't know about that now because you're never too old to get a hiding. <laughs> <laughs> if they're watching this, they do. Oh, and I've just lost that one. Let me bring it back in. Matthew, again, always loved it behind the goal at Philbo with the away fans to our right. I mean, was was that... Because you had, the, I think the away fans had cop one, didn't they? If my memory serves me. And then was after they that had, big uh, cop, cop As I say, on the, there was uh, away fans have moved around a bit in uh, mm. down at Filbert Street. They did, like I say, that year that I was working in the kiosk, so that was 1980, uh, they were definitely on the east stand. Uh, so we had mm. all four parts of the cop and they were around on the east stand. And I think. For a while, they were sent down to the bottom corner as well, the away fans down there. Um, before then, they were given the, the spine cut one and, and made it a little bit more uh, feisty. Right? Yeah, it was like that in the 90s. I, I do remember I do remember when we was in the Premier League, more specific, that game where you're saying they was in that low tier one stand in the far corner next to what was classed as the main home stand. With a double decker, mm. but I do remember seeing yeah. times where it was kind of like West Brom, where they split it in half. They did do that, but I think mm. that all depended on who we was playing and what the thing was. But more in the nineties, it was more on that East End that they had their fans. I, I can I, I remember my my worst ever game. Talking about the pens, just very quickly, was we played Chelsea, and um, it was a Friday night because the Tigers were playing at. Uh, at home on the Saturday, so they'd moved us to Friday night, and this was pre-Premier League, this was when it was the old first division, and um, everybody was getting searched going in, they were having coat bottles, plastic coat bottles taken off them, etc, and of course, everything both teams in blue and white, so yeah, it was impossible to, to, to differentiate, so we went into the pen obviously being big brave fans that we are, mainly because I was with my mate Colin, and he was built like a brick shit house. So I was with him. I thought I was safe. And we were in the pen next to the uh, Chelsea fans. And there was only ever sort of a door between the two pens that, you know, that was, it was just a mesh and, and a door. And there was about 10 of them managed to kick the, um, kick the door in and break into our pen. And a whole lot of us just ran into the corner. There was only 10 of them. And then, of course, Leicester, being Leicester and not doing what you expect Leicester to do, went and scored. And I think, oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> what the... And there was trouble down the family stand. There was fireworks going off. Thankfully, we did the right thing and let Chelsea equalise. But I remember saying, and now this is it, health and safety, going down to try and get out. Couldn't get out. The doors were locked. We were literally penned in, if you like. Can't imagine that these days. And I had to get a policeman because I went home at half time. I went, I'm just not enjoying this. Can you let me out? And he opened the door, stuck his head out, and said, Run. <laughs> and, uh, I think somebody actually got stabbed that night. <laughs> but uh, those, those are the days, eh? Those are the days. Those those days of the of the old spying cop. I mean, I had many of those occasions and used to go and stand in the same spot almost. So it was always pen three. Up, uh, up near the back on the right-hand side, so quite close to pen two. But I remember uh, there was an occasion when I think we were playing uh, Leeds, or um, obviously Dirty Leeds, as they're uh, better known. And um, I got into the ground at the same time, walked, went to walk over to my normal spot, and I thought, 
there's far too many people here than should be here for this time uh, this time of the day uh, before kickoff. So being the big brave guy that I wasn't, um, I went over <laughs> to the left and uh, stood over there and, and decided to to see what happened. And lo and behold, uh, when the teams came out, or the, the kicked off or shortly afterwards, yeah, it was full of Leeds fans and uh, and all hell let loose for a short period. And um, and then, but you know, the police were on it in them days because they knew uh, what was going on, so they they got them out pretty quick. But there'd been a few occasions with that and. Uh, and yeah, they, they were quite hair raising. But the the beauty of being in the cop, and and I guess for maybe some younger people who don't remember standing, um, was that you could start at the back of the cop, and if we scored, you could easily find yourself right down the front <laughs> with, with a big surge. Oh yeah, you know, oh was, yes. That was, that was the beauty of standing up uh, at a football game, and, yes. and sadly, you know, we know why, but uh, it's a shame those days went. Yeah, even without crowd surfing, you just literally end up at the front, wouldn't you? But uh, I'm just going to bring in another Brad here uh, quickly, and I, I'm, I'm guessing this is Brad Hicksy Hicks. So welcome along, Brad. Nice of you to join us. Uh, first game was a 4-0 win over Wimbledon, February 2003. And I remember this vote, whether we should keep the name City or change it back to, to, to Foss. That was um, our, our new owners. No, that was when we were in nationwide. That was nationwide. So that was when Mandarich had just come in, was it not? Mm-hmm. Not, not. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it was the actual um, uh, Top and Kunchai who, who having taken over the club, and because I think it was wasn't it a vote in the um, in in the program that you could vote whether you wanted to change or save it? Because I remember thinking at the time. Because we'd got taken over, you didn't know who was taken over from us. You'd got the guy at um, Cardiff, can't remember what his name was now. He was changing shirt colours and everything. And I remember thinking, like, oh, that's kind of nice. At least, at least they're asking us what we want. Yeah, but in in two thousand three, it sounds more. No, go on, Craig. Sorry, I was going to say that sounds that sounds more Mandarich time than uh, uh, Vichai because. In 2003, I mean, 17 years ago, I don't, they haven't been there. They haven't been with us that long. It sounds a bit more Mandarich yeah. kind of thing. That, that was that was when we finished second in the league to Portsmouth. We did the double over Portsmouth and got promoted from a nationwide because we beat Wimbledon by four uh, 0 We got two penalties in that game, and at their place, they would turn up and beat us three uh, two. I I remember that season distinctly. I can't, you know, that was the season we was in debt and Lineker got us out. However, what Brad might be confusing it with is I, I think the Fosting was was with the owners we have now because they got on the idea, but I don't think they coincide with the 2003 game that he's talking about. No. I, 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 it could be, and let's face it, all, all our memories do get blurred through, uh, <laughs> through various reasons. Um, but, yeah, I, I do seem to... I'm, I'm all, well, like I say, I stand to be corrected, but I did think it was our current owner's... And I remember thinking, like, I think that was the first thing that made me think, like, we've got decent owners here. You know, they're actually asking us rather than just coming in. But I must yeah. admit, I was one of those. I, I wanted Lester Foss. I just love the sound of it. It's different. Right, you guys. Um, I, I wasn't too fussed on the situation myself. I don't know about Craig, because obviously, me being the younger generation, I grew up on City, but... Uh, 
being a stato and getting so in, I dove headfirst into Leicester. I mean, if my dad could have got on, he'd have told you that I had a birthday tour around Filbert Street and I was the only kid when they asked. Because we used to have an executive box in the corner, which was the Fox Bar. And when the question got asked like they do on tours, I was the only kid that went, I know why it's called Foss, because that's what we originally used, you know, and get the answer. And he was just like, you know, you're seven years old and you're answering it like a 30-year-old bloke. Yeah. But I was happy for both names. What about you, Craig? What was your feeling on possibly you know going what? back? It's, it's weird because I don't, I don't really recall taking much notice of it at the time. So it, it must have passed me by. Um, but I think... I, I can understand why there would have been talk of Foss and uh, I mean, we would have been the only one and I guess raising the profile um, of the club a bit, it, it would have helped. But I think I grew up with City and uh, and we are a City and, and, and I'm quite happy that we stuck with it, to be honest. I don't, I, I don't think uh, a, a, any of us, Craig and me, even, were even around when it was Leicester Foss. So <laughs> it goes back, it goes back further than, than, than any of us. <laughs> um, even me. Uh, Larry, um, Larry says here, pretty sure the away fans were put to the upper tier, the double-decker in the famous relegation battle in 1991. Um, I... I I would I will go with that. I don't I, I don't remember to be honest with yeah. you. But I think it was when we got into the Premier League and when that was established that it was changed that they had to be sectioned because I do remember um, what obviously because like I said I've gone back over the archives over the years to catch up on years before I could remember and I do remember a time when that that stand was split. But I also then obviously remember when I started to follow in the mid nineties. That they were more sectioned over there because I don't remember ever seeing them back over at the um, at the cop end after it became known as the Premier League. That might be yeah. when it changed the laws. That might have been just because of a law change. Okay, I'll ask. I'll, I'll show this over to Craig first, and then uh, pass it over to Brad. Uh, do you miss Filbert Street? Um, I miss. I, I guess I miss. I miss the fact that. It was a standing arena, uh, an arena that's making it a little bit more uh, <laughs> glorious than it actually was. Um, yeah, that's I don't, think I, I don't particularly miss the facilities, but I, I do miss the atmosphere that was created there. But I think that's probably more because I was in the atmosphere. So, mm. if you were in down there in the in the family stand uh, in the orange seats or in the stand, I'm not sure the atmosphere would have been as good, to be honest. Um, but I do miss that element of it, of, uh, of being able to, you know, the, the days when you could walk down to the ground and sort of pay to get in, you know, you could do it on a whim. You know, yeah. I know we've been a bit nostalgic, but I do remember there was one um, one incident. I think we'd got promoted, so, and it may have been around the Jock Wallace time, or it may have been a bit later, as you say, the, the years sort of merge a little bit. But I'd been to every game, and, uh, and I got down there, and I... I think we were playing Burnley in the last game of the season and uh, people had turned up from everywhere. You know, all these, uh, even before we won the league, you know, the, uh, the armchair fans and the, uh, they, they were a thing. And I got down there and I got down there pretty late and it was absolutely rammed. And uh, they were basically just turning people away and saying that you can't come in. And I was like, uh, I've been to every game this season. Uh, I'm not missing this one. And, um, I must admit, it was the one and only time that I've jumped to turnstile. Um, actually, jumped the turnstile, 
ran up into the double decker and just found an empty seat. Uh, and then someone came and took their seat and I, I managed to find somebody up, up near the back. But, you know, I'd been through a lot that season. I wasn't being kept out of that last game. But uh, I don't think I'd get away with it these days. Yeah. And did you, did you get to Filbert Street, Brad? Yeah, yeah. As you know, my first experience was at Filbert mm. Street. Of course, always yeah, of course, yeah. It will always hold fond memories for me. Uh, and I, I think sometimes maybe it's just the way that football's changed over the generations and the fans themselves have changed. But I just, I think that's an atmosphere you'd love to have bottled and taken mm. to the King Power. Because obviously you kind of got a flashback in the season we won the league to remembering what that atmosphere was like. I mean, that... I mean, it was very close, a small stadium. And I know, obviously, in the years when they were a lot more lenient, we've had our highest attendance at the at Filbert Street, where people perhaps stood on the pitch for what it was worth. And it's always going to be a miss, and it's always going to be a part of our history that we look back on fondly, um, despite the relegations and what happened with it. But, um, yeah, it's an atmosphere you'd like to bottle, and it's not so much easy to generate when there's an extra 10,000 seats there. And obviously, it's more of a corporate game, unfortunately, these days. We'll you know, just nip that in the bud. But if you yeah. could get the 30,000 of genuine fans like you used to get, like you said, Craig jumping over turnstiles to break in, I may have had my uh, my dad, well, my, 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 my stepdad at the time, he, he may have snuck us into a few games that were packed on cup nights. And they were a whole different atmosphere as well. You know, mm-hmm. we, you mentioned it earlier, Chris, we... we had a very rich i think you both mentioned it actually we had a very rich time in the cup competitions where we made a lot of finals and and we was always you know wembley was almost a second home through the 90s so so i i you know and i know obviously in other areas it was as well but um so when a cup game came along it wasn't like it didn't matter who we had we had a good attendance and the atmosphere was always at high i mean i remember watching us play charlton I think it was. I can't remember what round it was, but home and away, you know, we had the grounds full. I remember, I'm trying to remember who it was against, but um, Lawrence, the one who had the pineapple on his head, scored the goal. Was that Stephen? Yeah, that was it. Jamie Lawrence against Stephen. And the ground was fairly packed. Yeah, and that ground, from what I remember, was fairly packed for that game. Mm. And you don't get that these days in football when it's a lower league opposition at your home ground. So yeah, yeah, the atmosphere. I would love to put that up into an in, into the King Power and get it in. I think that'd be yeah. brilliant. Matthew here just saying last time Flores were in the Prem. Can we remember that far back? That was <laughs> well, the last time we was both in the Prem. That's got to be at the back end of the nineties. It can't yeah. have been before then. Forest went one nil up. Then we ham- when we hammered them. Brilliant day. I have some mates who are Forest fans, and we travelled together. Uh, it's always good when you you go with a mate and you win. You know, uh, Jamie Karen Preston uh, from Leicester Fan TV. Welcome along, Jamie. Nice to have you along. Um, we yes, we. I'm not sure what he was replying to here, but yes, we did in the cup game versus Chelsea two nil, but lost on penos. Um, yeah, we have a um, on what we've got here. Never catch you. <laughs> now, Jamie is um, the Encyclopedia Britannica of Leicester City. Um, there, was, um, there was one just, just talking of, uh, of Filbert Street that I remember um, vividly was, I remember, because I'd followed Leicester, you know, as I say, from uh, the late uh, 70s all the way through. And I remember telling myself that I would never go to Wembley unless Leicester were playing. So I didn't want to go for any other game, whether it was an England game 
um, or to see anybody else who may have got me tickets. I was never going to go unless it was Leicester. And then we had all those great years under Brian Little of the playoffs. And yeah. I went to the away game. We had the semi-final against Cambridge. And I went to the away game, and I think we drew one all. Steve Claridge was playing for Cambridge at the time. And then uh, we had the return leg, and I could only get a ticket, again, up in the double-decker near the back row. But I remember we went 3-0 up, I think, really quickly in that game. And I remember just sitting there thinking, we're going to Wembley. I'm going to Wembley to watch Leicester City at Wembley. As we know, it didn't turn out very well uh, with uh, the speedy dive for Blackburn. But I remember that that particular feeling uh, as much as the game of, wow, my team's going to Wembley. And uh, so, again, another magical um, memory of Filbert Street. I think we um, I think we've ended up beating Cambridge five nil, and when uh, when I actually because uh, Brian Little did um, the my favourite things again on the website LeicesterTillIDie dot com ex players um, celebrity fans and managers giving their five favourite things and his favourite match which was one of the questions was that Cambridge match and I think just everything mm-hmm. just just went in and did you, did you go because I've I, I've only been to Wembley once in fairness to see uh, to see Leicester. Um, and uh, did you did you went to Wembley? I take it, did you? Yeah, I've, I managed to get uh, to get to every every Wembley appearance we've had. So, yeah. Well, yeah, every Wembley appearance we've had actually, because that was yeah. uh, during my period. Obviously, there mm-hmm. were uh, we were there in the sixties in the cups. Um, but I know I managed to get to them, and even though that the second year when we got there against Swindon, and we lost four three. Mm. You know, the, I still, if I watched that game though, and it, it was on recently, uh, there was a, I think Sky did something about the playoff finals, uh, and our game was featured against Swindon. But the noise that was generated when we got the third goal against Swindon to go 3 3 after being 3 0 down, it, even now it's sending a tingle up my spine because I think it wasn't long after we'd got the second goal and the, and the fans were still raucous, and then we got the equaliser. It was absolutely unbelievable. And then I drove obviously down, the following year would be. Yeah, I, I was up in Lancashire at the time, and I actually didn't think it was going to be because in those days it was shown on terrestrial TV, and I didn't think it was going to be shown on Granada, who covered the northwest, and drove down to my mum and dad's with my wife to be, uh, and watched it on uh, Central TV in Leicester, and. <laughs> That was the longest journey back <laughs> anywhere. I never spoke to my wife once during the day. I mean, obviously spoke to, her, spoke to her many times afterwards, but during that, I just said, don't talk to me. You drive. I'm not going to do anything. I literally was, was, I was out of all emotions. I was wrung out. Uh, I actually got to Wembley once to see uh, Leicester. I actually, at the time, I was actually working for Blackburn Rovers in their uh, hospitality department and uh, as such they got free tickets to uh, league cup finals etc from the fa and uh, they had some for um the blackburn uh, the tranmere final and as i'm sure you can imagine at blackburn rovers there wasn't a great take up of these tickets <laughs> to watch leicester tranmere and uh, and, I, and i got but unfortunately i was down the side in mixed fans so the atmosphere was good but it wasn't like being being at the far end Let, let's bring brad back in and i don't know whether brad you were ever able to get to see leicester at wembley yeah yeah i've got some i've got a great uh, memories um of going to wembley um 
I was too I was deemed too young by my father, even though I've got the signed shirt from the game to go to the Crystal Palace playoff. Mm. I just looked at the shirt there and I wasn't old enough to go to the Middlesbrough one. But I remember going to see us play Tottenham in the Worthington Cup final. And my dad loves telling a story. We all went with his mates. Not all of them Leicester fans, but they just enjoyed going to football games and, and obviously come along because he got free tickets with the work. My dad's company he worked for at the time actually sponsored the tunnel at Leicester, Widdison Group. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that company. They don't exist, unfortunately, anymore, but um, that's how he got the tickets. And we lost, obviously, as we know, infamously, Edinburgh got sent off and then Everson, I think it was, scored the late goal. And uh, obviously... I was disappointed, but being the child that I was, I wasn't as as heartbroken and, and as disconsolate as as the as my dad and my stepdad and all them were that were Leicester fans and following there. And I remember turning around to them, and it's one point of the story my dad loves. And I remember turning around to them and going, "Don't worry, lads, we'll be back again next year." And obviously, <laughs> being the age I was, having no concept how difficult it was to get to a final, everybody it cheered the atmosphere up. So the bus drive back home wasn't as quiet as yours was with your wife Chris but uh, <laughs> it was a bit more cheered and obviously we all know what we went on to do when we were the last team to win at the old Wembley in the yeah. league cup yeah. when we beat Tranmere yeah uh, I mean uh, I, th yeah. I think during that big because we had um, we had all the playoff games and then they ran into all the, the finals yeah. it was um, <laughs> Wembley was our second home really wasn't it yeah you know? it really was yes. it really was the United and I also made the Tranmere game and I also made the Community Shield game. So I've been to Wembley three times oh, in my life. I've got to be honest, I'd forgotten the Community Shield game, yes. I tried you. to get it as well because we lost it, but... <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, I, literally, I mean, I couldn't do it now with my heart. I'd have been... I mean, thank God there was a lift going up, I think, because it was so far up. It was like, you know, I didn't know when it was going to end. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, Something that is strange as well is Craig's work for the club at Filbert Street. You work for Blackburn, and I actually got the Man U tickets through working when I worked at the King Power. So we've all got something in common working for a football club here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. interesting thing we found out today. I don't know if you can call working at Blackburn Rovers um, a football club, or not, <laughs> but uh... well, you know. They've won the league title, which is more than some clubs. So the, the funny thing was, the funny thing was, I lived in Burnley at the time, and Blackburn and Burnley literally, absolutely hate each other. I mean, with a passion, they would literally stab each other if they they, they could. And I used to get sort of like shirts for a tenner from the shop. So there was me and my two kids. Um, and uh, we uh, would come back from the game. We'd have to pull over on the local motorway, get changed out of our Blackburn Rovers shirts just so we could sort of pull into a McDonald's in Burnley and get something to eat. Otherwise, we would have got literally pasted. But, um, yeah, just uh, uh, was uh, Alan Nielsen that scored from an Everson cross, Brad. So um, I knew Everson was involved somewhere. I can remember that one. Cheers, that Savage, <laughs> Savage got somebody sent off in that one, didn't he? You know, he, yeah, uh, Edinburgh, just in Edinburgh yeah, got sent off. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen Leicester at Wembley and the 2006 Community Shield lost 2 1 to United. Yes, it was uh, uh, the start of not the best season, but uh, right, I'm going to say thank you very much, guys, for joining us. Um, you've made oh, yeah. a, a happy man, happy man yeah, feel very old. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm now going to go and cry into me into me bovril. <laughs> yeah. Good fun as always, Chris. Cheers, Brad. It's nice yeah, to look back. Day, and maybe we'll do. Maybe we'll do one. I've got a couple of ideas. Maybe sort of you know away games and favourite players, and uh, we'll do it again. We'll do it again and, and reminisce and. Um, Sounds yeah. good. Possibly we've got no game on uh, at the weekend. It's an international break. Craig, I will see you on Tuesday. Um, yep. I'm going to say thank you very much for um, joining us. Let me just uh, take a, the, a few things off here. So I'll see you for the Tuesday show. And like I say, thank yep. you for that. So take care of yourself, mate, and stay safe. Yeah, cool. I'll see you see soon. Later, mate. Cheers, guys. And Brad, um, I'll be spending my Sunday night with you again. <laughs> I know you have to get a bottle of wine out of this rope, mate. You've had me on Thursday. We did the test when we had set yesterday. You got me on today and then I'm on tomorrow. When you say had you, do you mind just rephrasing that? Oh, no. I'll, I'll get the whisperer started now, mate. Yeah, <laughs> the cat's out the bag. Come on. Okay, so it's out the bag. Mate, I'll see you uh, probably about half an hour after uh, the final whistle on, um, uh, on Sunday. And hopefully, yeah, we'll I've got, I've got my extra role that you hood, I've got my extra role, haven't I, that you hoodwinked me into? So I, I, I won't be ready two minutes after full time anymore, will I? <laughs> you won't know. Brad now looks after our, our, our Instagram. So thanks very much, Brad. Speak on Sunday. Yeah, I'll see you then. And cheers, cheers again to Craig yeah. and last nice speaking. So thanks very much to everybody who's joined us. Uh, a look back there, like you say, making us all feel very old, but um, it's nice to look back. And thanks to everybody who joined us. If you want to watch it again, and let's face it, why wouldn't you? Or you nip to the toilet and missed a bit. Um, this will be live on YouTube in about 10, 15 minutes, depending on how quickly my computer's working. And if you are watching it on YouTube, give us a follow. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest and of course www.lestertillidie.com is the website. They're all going to be listed below on YouTube. Um, you'll find us there. Guys, Arsenal up on Sunday, quarter past seven, pay-per-view. So I'm going to be looking for a stream this time. I'm not paying again. And we'll see you after about half an hour after the final kickoff for the post-match show. Whatever you're doing for the rest of the weekend, until then, make sure you stay safe. Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. 
there's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.